One of the most common questions about prayer is this. Should I really pray to God about such and such? Uh, Sometimes we we feel that bothering God with the minutiae of our lives is beneath the majesty of the Most High. Surely God is too lofty to consider me and my petty needs. What he wants are grand acts of devotion and, you know, global geopolitics and things like that. He, He doesn't need me and my little prayer requests. This is nonsense. This is utter nonsense, but we fall into such thinking all the time. That's why we need the Apostle John to revolutionize our thinking. We've come through into the New Testament now. Uh, after 400 years of radio silence to the people of God, Christ shows up on planet Earth. And here is the way that John introduces Jesus to us. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. John takes us to the ultimate beginning. In order to introduce Jesus to us, he has to go right back to before there was a universe. That's how cosmic Christ is. And he tells us the Genesis story again. In the beginning, it was not wordless. It was wordful. And through this word, God made all things. But God and his word, they go way back from before creation, in fact. God has never been without his word. He's always had another alongside him. This other is with him, verse 1. And verse 18 calls him at the Father's side, as the better translations speak about. Verse 17 names him as Jesus Christ. He is the one who is there in the beginning. But let's think about some of these names by which Jesus is known. Verse 1, he's the Word. Verse 4, he's the Light. Verse 18, he's the Son. Think of those three titles, Word, Light, Son. It means that God is eternally speaker, shiner, father. Rewind the tape into the depths of eternity and you will only ever see the the speaker communicating his eternal word, the shiner radiating his eternal light, the father begetting his eternal son. This is wonderful news because these three qualities are quintessentially outgoing characteristics. God is not first and foremost just this God in all his godness, and then he decides to speak or shine or give life. No, God has never been anything other than speaker, shiner, father. God is other-centered to the depths of his being and to the core of eternity. Someone who grasped this with great profundity and all its pastoral impact was the Puritan Richard Sibbs. Uh, He wrote this about what God is like. He says, God's goodness is a communicative spreading goodness. If God had not a communicative spreading goodness, he would never have created the world. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost were happy in themselves and enjoyed one another before the world was. But that God delights to communicate and spread his goodness, there had never been a creation nor a redemption. God useth his creatures, not for a defect of power, that he can do nothing without them, but for the spreading of his goodness. See, God is a speaker, a radiating light, a father, a fountain, and a spreading goodness. He is not concerned first and foremost for himself, and then decides to be other-centered secondarily. His whole being is other-centeredness. His whole being is condescension. Remember this the next time you pray. God's life and being are directed outwards. 
We do not exist as a distraction from His divine glory. We've been birthed by that glory, an outgoing glory that delights in affirming and upholding the other. We are that darkness into which God shines and loves to shine. We are those ones who God blesses and loves to bless. He is more committed to listening than you are to praying. He is more desirous of helping you than you are of help. His goodness is a communicative spreading goodness, as Richard Sibbs said. So now, will you today speak to your Father who loves you more than his own life?